Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast Tour starts July 26th. The I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast World Tour starts July 26th from Toronto. Saturday, August 4th in New York City. Saturday, August 18th in Houston, Texas. Wednesday, August 22nd in Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at Union Transfer. And Saturday, August 25th in Boston, Massachusetts. All tickets are available at IamRappaportTour.com. That's IamRappaportTour.com. Me and G. Moody, whose last name rhymes with duty, Live and on stage, talking all kinds of shit about all kinds of things. Special guests. You know we have special guests. I am RappaportTour.com starting July 26th in Toronto. What's up? This is Michael Rappaport. You are now listening to a brand new hard-hitting episode of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast where me and G. Moody will be doing the damn thing with some sick fucks of the week. Getting offered booger sugar while in Miami. And the official, unofficial, international political correspondent, Eli Lake, 
will join us to break down what the fuck just happened with Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin all on a smash mouth brand new I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. Miles, Jordan, let's start this off with something funky, something nice, something real proper. Now listen to me. Wink Wine is fantastic. You should visit Wink and take the 20-second palate profile quiz to get instant recommendations based on your taste, okay? Your palate is yours, okay? You want your wine to fit your palate. Wink is offering our audience members who are over 21 and live in the United States a $22 credit plus complimentary shipping on your first order of four bottles of wine as a new member of the Wink Wine Club. The wine is delicious and it comes right to your door. So it's there when you want it, how you want it. Go to trywink.com forward slash dingo. That's trywink, T-R-Y-W-I-N-C.com forward slash dingo. Wine makes everything taste and feel better. Go to trywink.com forward slash dingo. Be a member of the Wink Wine Club, just like me. The Gringo Man Dingo. All right. Brand new I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Pusha T of podcasting, a.k.a. the Jake LaMotta of podcasting. I'm here with G. Moody, whose last name rhymes with duty. Yeah. Three-time podcast co-host of the year, the Black Ed McMahon. Uh, we have some fantastic... I, 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 we have two of what I think are going to be top five sick fucks of the year. And I don't know if you heard of a Moody, but there's there's something later on when we do the sick fucks that I, I, it's a breath stopper. A confusing <laughs> breath stopper. Um, but before we get to all that, before we get to... Terrell Owens uh, rebuking his invite to the NFL Hall of Fame and all the craziness that's been going on. Uh, what's really good, Mr. Moody? Oh, everything is good, man. It's uh, New York is uh, very humid, very hot, sticky. Uh, it's good. Weather is good. I can't complain. Um, health is good. I'm, I'm, I'm good money, man. Um, I'm in Miami, my friend. Um I'm in South Beach, Miami, and believe it or not, everybody seems to think this is uh, unusual, but I never spent any significant amount of time in South Beach, Miami, and I will say now my trip is going well, but when I showed up at the uh, on a Saturday after flying, well, let, let, me, let me back it up, because I, I really had some introspective feelings about vacations, what they are, what they mean, and all that. So we did the big three in Detroit, right? Yeah. Uh, it went great. It was fantastic. I said to the the lady that books the travel, I want to be on the first fucking thing smoking out of Detroit to Miami. My mistake. That was my choice. So I got on a 6.30 a.m. flight. So I had to wake up and leave the hotel at 4.30. And as I mentioned on the last I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, I was staying at the MGM Grand 
casino in Detroit. So right. I, I got barely any sleep. Me and my wife, uh, we walk out of the hotel. Uh, we walk out of the, the elevator and we walk essentially into a casino. Now, 4.30 in the morning on a, on a Saturday morning, essentially 4.30 Saturday morning, that's like on and popping if you came down to Detroit to get fucking crunk. Mm-hmm. That's nothing. Like you're there, like you, like I heard some woman uh, saying she had, this is exact quote. My wife heard it too. It was, it was two white girls and two white guys. I have to take a shit, but I want to have a baked potato with some beans on it. She was like slurring her words and walking back into the casino. That was, that was the quote. I have to take a shit, but I want a baked potato with some beans on it. Like, but in that drunk, you know, fraternity, you know, slur talk. Uh So, you know, I walk out of the hotel. It's fourth day. I got no sleep. I get to the airport at five, you know, the people at the, at the airport, you know, I'm all excited about going on my vacation. They're like busting their asses to make money to actually afford to go on their next vacation. It's mm. a sick fucking cycle. Right, right. Right? So I wait to get on the flight. I get on the flight. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get to Miami Beach. Yada, yada, yada. All this bullshit. Uh, uh, people are walking on the plane with their kids. I- I'm known for being a kid's person. I love kids, especially uh, little babies. But but I, I'm ready to vacation. I, I don't want to hear your fucking kid at five in the morning. I know that your kid is your your world and your everything, but they're not mine. Right. I don't want to hear that shit at 6.30 in the morning. Uh, I want to get to Miami. You know what I mean? The plane announcements, they're loud. They're long-winded. They're re- redundant. I just want to get on that fucking beach. <laughs> Right, I want the sand on my feet. I want to strap on my banana hammock and and get the party started. It doesn't work that way, because because I worked my ass off to to get my vacation. Right, right, right. And everybody else is working their ass off while I am essentially I've checked out to go on my vacation to go on their vacation. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like we're all just trying to do the same thing. It's just there's just different levels and different vacations and different things you could afford, but essentially. Everybody's trying to do the same thing. Right. Everybody. Everybody's trying to get on that beach with that banana hammock on. Yes, yes. Whether it's South Beach, whether it's fucking Puerto Rico, whether you're going to India, Italy, everybody just wants to have that time off to get that fucking banana hammock on and chill the fuck out. I don't want to hear your fucking kids crying. <laughs> I don't want to hear the squawking from the from the pilot. You know, it comes on so, so loud. Uh-huh. So I finally get to the hotel at 10.30 in the morning. It's 10.30 in the morning in South Beach, uh, uh, Miami. Now, I've never been down here, so I didn't realize that 10.30 in the morning on South Beach, and what I guess there's like a a, a party down there, like a thing called Swim Week. Mm -hmm. So everybody's down in South Beach to go nuts, to go crazy, to party, and South Beach is essentially like staying in Hollywood Boulevard or staying in in Beverly Hills or staying in Midtown, mm. but on the beach. Mm. It's like, you know, the tourist attraction. It's like it's like tourists. Of course. And and there's women walking around with fake cans all over the fucking place. Oh, for real. <laughs> the hotel's a fucking zoo. I get to the hotel and I knew I was going to have an early check and they go, oh, well, Mr. Rapport, your room won't be open till three. I go, well, listen, motherfucker, listen. I just left Detroit. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, uh, I want to, uh, well, you know, well, 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 you know, you go sit down, you have some food, go sit down. All right, fine. It'll be three. I, I thought it would be 12. Maybe we'll get lucky. It'll be like two, two, mm-hmm. one o'clock. 
Yeah, I got two humongous bags with me. I got black sweatpants on. They take my bags, and I'm pointing out the fact that I have black sweatpants because later on I come back to that. So I sit there for about 45 minutes with my wife, watch Serena Williams lose in Wimbledon. And, uh, you know, she she just didn't play well. I think there's too much pressure. I'm going to get to Serena Williams later on because uh, I want to have a pep talk for her. I have a Rocky Three pep talk for her. Anyway, so an hour's passed. I got four more fucking hours to go. This is kind of fucked up now. Like, I didn't get any sleep. I'm in South Beach. I, I, the, the beaches are packed. I don't have my banana hammock. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a room to go to. I can't wash my hands, can't brush my teeth. I'm just sitting there. Right. You know what I mean? Well, everybody else is walking around in their bikinis. Lo and behold, about an hour into it, my main man, Lawrence Fishburne, walks up to me. Oh, He's dude. down at the same hotel. Oh, Sit man. down with Lawrence Fishburne, talk to him, talking this about, talking about uh, blackish, talking about higher learning. Right. It was, it was kind of like a podcast. It, 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 but but it wasn't a podcast. Talking this, talking that, talking about motorcycle ride, bullshit. That goes on for about an hour. So another hour down, three more fucking hours to go. Mm-hmm. So chilling with fish for about uh, you know uh, you know it's like two hours. He says, "Well, come sit over here. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna I'm gonna meet my friend. So go sit down, eat with Lawrence. Fish. Thank fucking God, Lawrence Fishburne is there because like three hours. I'm talking to him. I love him. He's distracting me from the fact that I can't keep my eyes uh, uh, you know open. This, that, and the other. <laughs> So, so at 1.30, so I've been sitting there for three and a half hours. Now, everybody that listens to the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast knows my disposition. So it's, it's three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. The lady comes over to me. She goes, oh, Mr. Rapport, it's a very busy day. Unfortunately, you're not going to be able to check into your room till five. Damn. I, I go, listen, 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 listen. I, I've been patient, right? She goes, yes, you have. I go, five o'clock. That's, that's might as well like... Uh, this should be free. Like, this should be a free fucking day. Yeah. You've inconvenienced me. She goes, I, I don't say this, but I'm thinking they're going to offer me something. They don't offer me other. She goes, what we can do is get you a, a, a spot on the beach, and, and you could go sit out there if you want. I go, <laughs> uh, I, I don't have my banana hammock. Right. I, I literally said this in front of Fishburne and I. I said, do you think I'm going to make my debut, my, my first time on the beaches of South Beach, in, in a pair of black sweatpants, yeah. I need my fucking banana hammock. She's looking at me dumbfounded. I said, I ain't going on the beach until I get my banana hammock. She goes, well, I, I, you know, we, we're, we're offering you that, uh, you know, and I go, I'm fine, I'm fine, fine, fine. Five o'clock, mm-hmm. five o'clock. I'm fucking angry now. Hang out with Fishburne literally till five o'clock. Me and my wife hang out with Fish. Chilling, we're talking about Apocalypse Now, talking about The Matrix, talking about Ike Turner, we're talking about the Wiggy War when he was doing Ike Turner, we're talking all kinds of shit, talking about this, asking about my family, talking about his family, blah, 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 blah. Finally, five o'clock comes around. Okay? Left the fucking, the depths of the MGM Grand in Detroit, sitting there, can't get to the fucking beach, waited seven fucking hours to get into my room. Get up to my room with my fucking wife. You would think, not just because I'm the gringo man dingo, not just because I'm an international hero, (laughs) not just because I'm a member of the hotel that I'm staying at, but because they made any motherfucker wait for seven hours. You would think when you get to your room, maybe there'd be like a little fruit plate, a fucking banana, a couple of bottles of water, an Arnold Palmer. Look me up. Google me. Find out what I'm into. Something. 
some cold M&Ms, some fucking thing. Right. Nothing. <laughs> right? Just as a gesture, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. You would think that's what's going to happen. I get to the room, there's fucking nothing there. Not a fucking thing. I can't see straight. Damn. There's no water. There's no nothing. There's no sorry for the inconvenience. Uh, dinner's on the house. Nothing. Nope. I go, you cocksuckers. I'm fucking pissed. Damn. No. No dipsy doodles. No nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Not a fucking thing. Nothing. Not even an apology. Oh. An yeah. offer to go on the beach in black sweatpants. Oh, man. It's Finally, I take a shower. I don't want to eat because I've been eating with Lawrence Fishburne all day. All right. I fall asleep at about 6.30 thinking I'm going to take a nap. At 11 o'clock, I wake up because I'm all jet lagged. I'm all fucked up. Mm -hmm. And I wake up to a house version of that song. Gonna run the waves down in Africa. Oh, yeah. But, but it's all sped up. And then after they went through the waves down in Africa, they proceeded to do like Shaka Khan, sped up. They proceeded to do like uh, that John Yuzong, hey, 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 from 16 Candles. They're, but they're doing every single version of every song that they're playing. And what I found out is called OG house music, whereas they play the fucking song. It's like the hotel or the DJ has an inferiority complex. They can't just play the song. They got to speed the fucking song up. Oh, oh, so the, uh, the hotel DJ was doing this. This is where it was coming from. Yeah, downstairs. So I say, I call downstairs. I go, yo, listen, man, I guess that there's something going on and it's only, you know, 11 o'clock. I know that, uh, you know, it's 11, it's Saturday. But when's the fucking jungle music going to stop? Mm. I need it to stop. Oh, well, they keep going till 2 a.m. So I had to listen to this motherfucker go through all phases of the 70s, 80s, 90s, all the way up to Biggie Smalls. This motherfucker made me hate Biggie Smalls for an hour because he did a Biggie Smalls set for about 20 minutes. Every Biggie song, he sped it up. <laughs> biggie, 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 can't you? Like, oh. you can't just... Oh. And I'm like singing the... I, I literally had, for the first time, I was like, I fuck Biggie Smalls. This is what I'm thinking. Fuck Biggie Smalls. Fuck Miami Beach and fuck this fucking hotel. Mm. Like I literally, I wanted to piss off the balcony and start, like I wanted to do what I do is start ranting and screaming and all that shit, but I was afraid. I just, you know, I didn't want any trouble. I didn't come down there for my wife's there, blah, 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 blah. So the next day I go, I wake up and you know what I do? I go down there, I give them the business. I go, listen, I uh, had a real fucked up time last night. Okay. I uh, couldn't sleep. I got the DJ. I had to wait seven hours. Oh, we're apologizing for you waiting seven hours. So I said, no, I, I understand that. She goes, well, we did offer you a spot on the beach. I go, I go, ma'am, you, you, you did offer me a, a spot on the beach. Sands the banana hammock. <laughs> Nobody wants to go on the fucking beach in sweatpants. My, <laughs> my wife has jeans on. You took our luggage and you put it in storage. <laughs> so you're patting yourself on the back like you did something for me. You didn't do shit for me. Wow, man. I, I said, and I said, I don't expect a lot. I don't expect my ass to be kissed. I, I don't expect bells and whistles. But maybe when I get to the room, like like a bottle of water, uh, we get some oysters uh, on the house, something. Oh, well, we're sorry. Why don't you? She says to me, I'm complaining. I'm 48. This lady's like 20-something years old. Why don't you try to enjoy the day? Oh, that's what she kicked to you? <laughs> Did, that's inappropriate, right? Nah, she's tired of you complaining, man. No, this is my first complaint. 
Oh, but she just saw your disposition and she said, Yeah, but she this, said, this what is a troublemaker. I said, I'm going to have a good fucking day. Going to have a good day. I didn't curse at her. I'm going to have a good day. But, but I am a member and I would expect like maybe a water, some blueberries, something. Nah, fuck all that, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, yo, that hotel was a piece of shit, though. They, they, man, you, you got to. That's not the way to treat the guests, right? Of course not. Of course not. You got to call them out, man. Yo. Well, that's what I did. And then, so since then, I straightened these fucks out. Dinner on the house. Yeah. They upgraded the room. We got the fucking thing by the pool. You got front row, la, 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 la. So uh, I straightened these fuckers out. And I just want to tell people, let me tell you something. If you're paying for your vacation, whether you're staying at the nicest hotel, the not nicest hotel, you bust your ass working. When you get down there, you should be treated good. Because when I finally did make it to the beach and I did debut the banana hammock, right? all the kids at the, at the beach, the cabana boys, all the kids, first of all, all immigrants. Now, one of them was English. There was an Irish kid. There was a kid from Scotland. There was the, this kid from Haiti. There was another kid from the Bahamas. Young kids busting their ass, digging holes to put up the umbrellas, serving people all day. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally, I mean, fucking hard ass work, young kids. And normally I'm like, you know, when you're in a hotel, especially when like in place like Vegas or Detroit, everybody wants their palms greased for nothing, right? They all want to be tipped. These fucking kids, 20, I'm asking, how, how old are you? I'm 20. Oh, when did you come here? Oh, it's my summer job. Sweat, the fucking kids sweat, sweat on me. Because mm -hmm. I'm laying down under the very swimming. Here, take this. I'm greasing palms left and fucking right. Because if you're doing good, good job and you're busting your ass, I'll grease your fucking palms. I have no problem with it. But if you hail me a taxi when there's 35 taxis out there, what you're going to get is like a, like a head nod and a thank you. I'm not giving you a $20 bill for, for flagging down the ta taxi for me when there's 30 taxis out there. That's, that's nothing to, you know, get your palms greased. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah, you're right. You're right in that. But, you know. Yo, when you go on a vacation, uh, it's called the hotel's hospitality. It's supposed to be uh, at the top. And, and you're supposed to get everything on the house. And homegirl's supposed to got reprimanded and all that. So you, you Exactly. You that's right that's what my point was. Because I wasn't out of line. Like, right. believe it or not, and Moody could attest to this, like, my disposition on social media, my disposition on the podcast, when I'm in real life, I'm a civilized human being. Now, I could, I could flip like anybody else can. But my general thing is peace, love, and tranquility. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the, the, the trip is fantastic so far. The banana hammock is getting a lot of use, and I'm enjoying South Beach. But just know, if you're in South Beach, if you go to South Beach, Miami, it ain't for the tranquil. It's a fucking, it's like a five-mile strip of people looking to get nuts. Right. It's loud, right? I've never been there. It's loud. It's, it's, a, it's a party town. Right. God is my witness and my wife is my witness. I had two people offer me booger sugar. I had two people offer me cocaine within mm. six hours. Offered it to me. Not trying to sell it to me. You, 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 you party? Yeah. I go, what, what do you mean? You, you know, does the gesture with his nose. I got nah, I don't fuck with that. Yeah. Try, try to ruin your life. That's the devil, man. You, you, the devil walked up to you. <laughs> Offer me that good booger uh, yeah. sugar. Yeah, what? He don't and then I had a, and then they, another another person said to me, you know, oh, welcome. So, oh, it's our first time here. Me and my wife says, uh, well, what are you guys looking to get into? Oh, just some good food and relaxing. Okay, uh, you guys says this to me and my wife. Are you guys looking to get into any trouble? Mm. I, I go trouble. 
I go, my man, I'm fucking, we're an old married couple. What the fuck? Like, were you trying to get us yeah. some freak off shit? Like, that's what they trying to do. They, t- they putting their toe in the water to see if y'all with it because they see all, they see the whole range of ages that people, you know, you may have 70 year old motherfuckers freaking off. You got to ask them. So you can't, you can't hate on them. <laughs> but I, I just, the, the balls to walk up to your, are you guys, not just me, when I'm a law, walking alone with the beach with my homeboys. Right, right. He asked me and my wife, on are s- we looking to get in any trouble? Are you looking to do anything adventurous? Yeah, on that Robert I, Redford shit. Remember that movie? He was like, yo. Yeah, like that Woody <laughs> Harrelson show. Like, I'm talking about, I'm thinking he's thinking like, you talking about jet skiing or like nah. para, parasailing or some shit? No. Nah, they talking about swinging. We got, we got a crew up there in the hotel. Y'all want to come through? <laughs> Yo, that's what it, it was. Is. It's the deuce out there, man. It's like that. It's just on the beach. Yeah. Did you see Serena Williams lose? Yeah, yeah. I saw. I saw clips of it. Um, she lost, but hey, got to lose some people. You got to lose some time. <laughs> but but I want to send a message to Serena because I wanted her to win because afterwards she lost with grace, dignity. But I want to tell her this because she said I'm playing for all the moms. I'm playing for all the stay-at-home moms, and I want to say this. That's good. For this match, you made it to the finals. Now, fuck all them ladies. <laughs> because you can't, that's too much to take on, Serena. Uh-oh. You can't take on <laughs> the responsibility of playing for all the moms in the world. Yeah. Like, you have to play for yourself, play for your daughter, play for your husband. But at the end of the day, it's you versus the other woman. You have to play to kick that bitch's ass. Yeah. Like, People think of you as a superhero and people think of you as a queen, but the reality of it is, is you're just out there, like your ego wants to kick the other bitches ass. You can't play for the millions and millions of other women out there, Serena. So shut that shit down. It reminded me of the Rocky Three moment when Adrian confronted Rocky on the beach after he lost another race with Apollo and Apollo said, it's over, it's over. And then Rocky walked away and then Adrian came over to him and she said, uh, he goes, I'm scared. And she goes, that's okay. I'm scared too. It's okay to be scared. And she says, you can't do it for Mickey. You can't do it for me. You can't do it for the kid. You got to do it for yourself. And that's what I want to tell Serena. You got to play for yourself. You can't play for all the stay-at-home moms out there. That shit's not going to work. And and uh, the stay-at-home moms, they don't give a shit about no tennis. They, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like, like you playing for them. Yo, people got lives. They don't care, man. Yo, you out there, you're the, you're the greatest uh, female tennis player of all time. I, I think that's enough. I, I think you've already proven yourself. Yo, you just had a newborn. Just hold your head with your kid and your, your husband. You don't got to play for all the women in the world. <laughs> right. Just get out there and play for the same reason you was playing before because you love it and you love to kick ass. Yeah. Because I think that's why she lost the pressure and the, the excitement and the expectations too much. Like, she was a little stiff, yeah. and the other girl was no pushover. And, and to just be, to, to be taken on that responsibility is too much. So, Serena Williams, if you're listening, go watch that scene with Adrian and Rocky on the beach in Rocky Three, and you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, shit, man. No, it's not like they asked you to do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, shit, what else is going on, Moody? Oh, man. I see uh, fucking um, LeBron. I know LeBron is in L.A. I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, I want to see them guys get two chips. Uh, 
And that's it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a Laker guy. I just wanted to let everybody know that now. I'm a LeBron guy, so he's with the, the Lakers, so I'm down with them now. Did you did you see um, LeBron's quick encounter with Ty Lue? He treated Ty Lue like a jump-off check. Yeah. He, tre- he treated Ty Lue. If you didn't see it, Ty Lue and, and LeBron James uh, saw each other at the Summer League, and LeBron James treated him straight up like he was the third chick in a menage a trois, yeah. like the one he didn't really even know. Damn. Yeah, it, it, it was cold. That's not his man. You know, I mean, these guys work together. That's not his man, so I could see that. But it's weird to see them, like, act like that after being, like, on a team and going through the finals and going through the season, and you just hit this guy with some bullshit handshake. Man, that's that, that's crazy. That tells you what you need to know, though, when you look at that. And, and and he wasn't even making eye contact yeah. with him. Like, I know they want to keep it quick because everybody's watching. But, like, yo, you can make eye contact with T. Lou. Yeah, man. Uh, but LeBron, like, yo, I got him the job. And when they fire you, when you win, he's going to win at least 20 games over there. And they're going to fire him. And then LeBron's going to be like, yo, I got you over here, man. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> he might be done with that little motherfucker. Um, I want to hear what you think about this. I've had Terrell Owens on the podcast one time. I told him when I met him, I always liked T.O. He's always cool, always nice. T.O. finally got into the NFL Hall of Fame. Everybody was pushing for him. Uh, Other Hall of Famers, other football players were like, yo, this isn't right. You need to let him in there. Push, 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 push. He finally gets in. And then he decides to not show up for the NFL Hall of Fame induction. Yeah. Oh, that's... <laughs> well, isn't that indicative of, like, how his career and, and, and how he got into a lot of shit? And this is like, okay, you didn't let me get in, um, in on a first ballot, so basically F y'all, and I'm going to celebrate at my college. I think this dude is going to regret that because... Yo, this is a one-time thing. You could celebrate it there with those people. This is your moment for you to, you know, give props to the people who catapulted you into the NFL and helped you along the way. So I would do that at the Hall of Fame and just let bygones be, you know, a lot of great players didn't get in on uh, the first ballot. You you weren't the only one. I, I think Homeboy's going to regret it. But, yo, he's going to do it at his school. It's going to be dope over there, too. So I just think he's going to uh, regret it. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers still don't want to give their best player max money. <laughs> Damn. I, 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 I think he should hold out. Yeah, yo, football, you know how violent that game is, right? And this guy's, uh, he's healthy, right? And he's a... Uh, Le'Veon Bell, he's healthy, he's yeah. kicking ass, he's been kicking ass. He's a stud. He's, he's probably top two or three running back in the league. Uh, 85 catches last year out, out the backfield. So... Yo, give that dude the money, man. Because, yo, this guy could get hurt. Yo, you got they got to go secure the bag first. And I hope he gets it, but he probably won't be a stealer next year. He needs to hold out. Yeah, hold out. Because if anybody deserves max money, this dude is a star. and He kills it every single year. Yeah, and he, he should hold out. He has the leverage, right? So, yo, he's not hurt. Uh, his, 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 uh, Present resume is top notch, so the leverage is in your court. Say fuck these dudes. I'm not because you you may get hurt, and then that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's all they want to do to not pay your ass. So why risk it? 
What else is going on, Moody? Oh man, I'll tell you something. I, I, I'm gonna jump into. I'm gonna jump into these sick fucks if, if you don't mind. Oh, go right ahead, man. This award is earned, not given. It's called the Sick Fuck of the Week. This guy's really sick. Lock him up. How could you do it? Don't let him out. Damn. You fucked the dog? You what? You fucked the dog? Why would you fuck the dog? Why would you fuck your girlfriend's dog? What? Sick fuck. The sick fuck of the week. It's earned. Earned. Not given. You did what? No. 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 no! If you never listened to the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, this is the sick fuck of the week award. This is an award that is earned, not given. France just won the World Cup. Uh, these, just like uh, the French say, the sick fuck of the week has a certain je ne sais quoi about them. Um, yeah. And, and I, got, I got one. I'm going to jump it off with one of the craziest sick fucks I've ever heard of, and it's totally true. I broke rule number one of the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast and fact-checked this and double fact-checked this. Because it sounded so fucking off the wall. So, <laughs> in Indonesia, in Sarang, Indonesia, an angry mob in a town slaughtered 300 crocodiles and dragged them into a pile. An angry mob of people killed 300 crocodiles in Sarang, India. Oh, they man. stood around, women, children, men, and looked and viewed and celebrated the killing of 300 crocodiles. Terrible. This has been called a revenge killing because some 48-year-old dumb fuck whose name is Sugito was bitten on the leg and then fatally struck with the tail of one of the crocodiles, which are protected species, in the crocodile pit. These crocodiles oh. aren't walking the street. There is a crocodile pit. There's a sanctuary in a conservation. Okay, where people, <laughs> you know, people, uh, uh, you know, they, they, they take care of the crocodiles. This right. dumb fuck fell into the pit and was killed by the crocodiles. It was his fault. Terrible accident. <laughs> this right. mob of sick fucks. Okay. Went down to the crocodile farm with uh, with knives, machetes, shovels, and slaughtered some three hundred crocodiles. Damn! And then, then dragged them out there and stood in front of it like as if like this was like some gangland killing. Like yo, you took one of ours, we took three hundred of yours. These are sick fucks. These are yeah. crazy people. Uh, did you did you see the photo of this? I see. They had it like it all piled up. Like man. The killing fields are some crazy shit, Now, man. Now you got to clean the crocodiles up now, you sick fucks. They're right there in the middle of the, of the little township, you fucking Wait. lunatics. <laughs> oh. In Miami Beach, and I want to say this, since being in Miami Beach, listen, we all know that uh, the sick fuck of the week could be called uh, uh, the Miami Beach Award of the Week because every... Single week, something happens in Florida. But after spending close to three days in Florida and, and being here during the heat, I have to say, G, I have right. compassion for these people down here. And I could see why, if your mind isn't right and you're not focused, how the heat can make you go bat shit 
nuts. If you're out here and you ain't right, and you you maybe fuck with a little bit of that booger sugar, or you fuck with a little bit of that bath salt, or whatever you do, or 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 something a little bit too jumpy in your drink, and that heat, because it, it the heat down here is it's it's real. Yeah, of course. Terrible. Like I, I waited at a stoplight for three minutes because. You can tell that this is not a walking city. Like the majority, like the stoplight was the longest stoplight ever. I actually timed it on my my, my cell phone because I was like, "Am I tripping or am I just hot?" <laughs> but but there's no one else walking around. Uh-uh. Everybody else is driving. They're on bikes. They're on motorcycles out here. But I have to say, I have more compassion. So when we go in in Pensacola, Florida, or when we go in uh, you know Sarasota, Florida, this happened, that happens, or Miami Beach, I now understand how and why these people go totally nuts down here. Right. That humidity is a mother, man. Yo. In Miami Beach, a resident at a condo was angry after learning he was about to be evicted. And he threatened to plan down the building. And he said, I am going to burn that fucking building down with all the fucking Jews. Mm. Okay. Oh. oh. Okay. So they arrested this fuck. Uh, uh, And that's some sort of hate crime. And it's a threat. He's going to be locked up. I don't know what he was on. Okay, now I'm not making any excuses for these lunatics. Uh, I'm just telling you uh, that that happened not too far away from where I'm staying down here. Oh. He, he didn't just want to burn the building down. and He wasn't just mad that he was being evicted. He, he wanted to kill all the fucking Jews. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yo, people are sick, man. Take them away. That's what you do, man. In Denver... Now, if, if you were going to rob, like, if you were going to do a burglary, like a, like a B&E, a breaking and entry, wouldn't you want to be prepared? Yeah. Like, if, yeah, you, if you were going to do that, you'd want to be prepared, right? And, and one of the things that would go without thought to being prepared to do a robbery is having clothes on. <laughs> oh, this motherfucker was naked. In Denver, a dude was running through the, the, the housing complex, was caught... Uh, ransacking a 97-year-old uh, man's home, butt-ass naked. Mm. <laughs> that's that ooh-wee. Yes. That's, K- that's K2. Yes. Because if you're going to do a robbery and you, 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 you get all your guns and you get your shit and then you don't have clothes on, that's, that's uh, indicative of a uh, substance. K2 yes. has to be. Yes. Has to be. A- absolutely. Oh, yo, I got to tell you this. Remember that teacher who was fucking around with the retarded kid? Yes. Milford, Connecticut, Laura uh, Ramos. Yes. She, she, got, uh, re- she resigned from, from the school, high school in Bridgeport, and, uh, you know, protective custody. The cops caught her in the car with the same special ed kid in the back seat. So she went and picked him out of the yellow bus and said, yo, we're going to be together. This, this is that, the cat with the helmet. She right. was fucking with, yeah. She, did, so she didn't want to let it go. No. So she got him, and she's going to try to be with him. Damn. Well, Look, Imagine a husband. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, she left her husband for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the Bay Area, finally, uh, a man uh, has been accused and arrested of exposing himself, and I quote, several times. Around the Fremont area, 31-year-old uh, uh, Joseph Angeli uh, for a, a several high-profile incidents. I don't know how you get high-profile incidents uh, for exposing yourself. 
Um, but they caught him because they noticed a tattoo that they could keep seeing somewhere uh, in his abdomen every time he would expose himself to people. And that's how they got this dumb, sick Damn. fuck. So uh, uh, feel safe, uh, people of the, of the Bay Area. And what he, he just walking around, like, exposing? I mean, that's crazy, man. That, Un- <laughs> unfolding the loaf. For what? I mean... They get off on that. It's I, called I, being I a sick fuck. I saw... I saw uh, he wasn't doing it to me. I saw a, uh, what are they called? A, uh, uh, what are they called? What? Oh, 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 a voyeur motherfucker? What? What? what you... Um, when, when you do that, I, uh. A voyeur is, well, I don't know what they call it. He's a fucking sick fuck, right? Yeah, uh, I saw one of those guys in New York. He was choking his chicken right there on 8th Avenue between oh. 9th Avenue. Oh, man. You got, he took see, off in it... a van when we noticed him, the fucking freak. Yeah, pull out a switchblade and fucking slice his whole shit off. Yeah, and cut your tr- fucking dick off. How about that? And then throw it at him as he runs away. <laughs> All right, listen. We have the uh, official, unofficial political correspondent, Eli Lake, joining us on the show to make heads or tails uh, left or right of the Trump Putin meeting. That just went down that everybody's been uh, 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 up in arms about. Um, so if you never listened to the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, our guy Eli Lake, the official unofficial political correspondent of the show, is going to break it down in bare bone terms. The lay- layman's politics, okay? Uh, uh, what just happened with Putin and Trump. Uh, so let's get into it uh, with our guy Eli Lake. All right, the bell has been rung, well needed, the official, unofficial, I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast international correspondent, Eli Lake, joins the show. First of all, Eli, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, having a good summer. Pod's been good, man. It's been, everything's going good. Um, Listen. We know why you're here today. Russia, yeah. Putin, treason, traitor. I don't need to really need to cue you up, but I'll, I'll throw this first question at you uh, before we get into specifics and feel free to dance yeah. around. All the uproar that happened since the summit meeting uh, between tr- tr- uh, uh, Trump and, and Putin and all the, all, everyone freaking out from McCain to everyday Joes like myself to Twitter to a bunch of Republican senators and Congress people even speaking out, uh, obviously McCain being the, the loudest one. Is, is it valid? Is this snowflake talk? Just start because there's so much, there's so much like everybody, there's so many opinions on it. W- what is your opinion? Because you're the only right, opinion that I matters. Would, like, under, understand it. This is how I would understand it kind of in political terms. I think that this is the equivalent on the geopolitical stage of his Charlottesville moment a year ago when he said there were good people on both sides. It was a moral equivalency with a bunch of white nationalist, fascist, Nazi fucks, okay, with people who were protesting racism. And to say there are fine people on both sides, the crime there was basically sort of equating the two groups. And he took a day or so to finally until he fully like walked it back and made it extremely clear. Now on this particular case, it's not like the same thing. You know, that was like a kind of a moment of trauma where like we're dealing, everybody's watching this video and everything. 
this is something that has to do with his overall trip to Europe. At a moment, keep in mind that Russia has gotten worse and worse and worse under Putin, who is basically now the president slash dictator for life, who has invaded two of his neighbors, who has used a chemical agent to go after uh, for the second time in the United Kingdom. The first time he used, he tried to irradiate this person. He is off. He's ignoring and violating all kinds of international rules in addition to hacking the Democrats and releasing their emails through WikiLeaks and other means. And we know that in incredible detail because on Friday, right before he was going to meet with Putin, Bob Mueller released his latest indictment of a dozen Russian GRU agents. And it was incredible how much detail he named them, their rank, how much they paid, the fact they used Bitcoin, they used this program. And it was incredible. That level of detail comes out. And then when Trump is asked about it, not, mind you, the you know, same day. He's asked about it like two and a half, three days later. And he said, like, will you say something about it? He launches into this rant about why the DNC didn't originally give the FBI a server and can't bring himself to just acknowledge that his own government has said this about the person he just met with. Meanwhile, he's saying all these things about how he wants to get along. And he thinks that Putin's offer to allow Mueller to send these guys like to, to Russia and interview these people or whatever under authority, which is obviously a joke is like a great offer. And he just goes on and on this way and you're scratching your head. Now, the good news is, is that so far the U.S. government as a whole has actually held the line for the first year and a half against Russia, something I write about and I care a lot about. The bad news is, is that I, I fear that Trump has given Putin the idea that the American president, the leader of the free world, doesn't give a shit if he decides to continue to up his aggression in Europe to more vulnerable states. And if Trump, and if, by the way, if Putin wanted to destroy NATO, the way he would do it is he would use do something called a hybrid attack, where he was going to invade using people with men without uniforms in a way that would have the veneer of plausible deniability, but we all would know it was Russia. Mm. And it would create a crisis, because the three Baltic states are members of NATO. And that would require for the alliance to mean anything, for the rest of the countries in that, including America, to come to the defense and the aid of those Baltic states. So if he gets any kind of impression that Trump would somehow gum that up or not recognize it as an attack or not or do what he could to foil that, then he would have that's how you would really destroy NATO. And what I'm afraid is not that Trump told him he would do that and that we should be very careful for the for the on the other side of this to get too far caught up with the rhetoric. Treason is defined specifically in the Constitution. We should wait for what Mueller is going to say. He so far hasn't done indictments about this element of the collusion. I'm not saying it's keeping up. I'm just saying, like, just be careful on how far you go. But the fact that Trump would say in the front of everybody, after he lambastes the Chancellor of Germany and embarrasses the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom and, has, and, and is like a wrecking ball when he's going to other parts of the European door, to then have this kind of attitude with Putin and saying like, oh, well, did you hear that? He's like going to let the FBI come to Russia and interview these guys. I mean, that kind of thing. It's just does that give Putin the idea that, hey, I can attack Estonia and get away with it? And if he did that, that would probably that would be a crisis for NATO. I would hope that NATO would repel him and the Russians. But that's what we're up against. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you said a lot. You know, the thing that the thing that stuck out to me is how, you know, Trump talks his shit. 
He's very aggressive. He, he, you know, he's wheeling and dealing. He'll, you're fired. Uh, get off the field, you son of the bitch. Uh, lock her up. Crooked Hillary, this, that, you know. And then sitting there with Putin, he's uh, like a choir boy. He fall, fell right into place. Um, uh, he took credit on, you know, the, the relationship was so bad. But after this, this two-hour meeting that was only supposed to be an hour and a half, I, I fixed it. That was the thing that was different to me about his his attitude. He was reading off. He was very careful about what he said. He was he was he was in some way he was he was deferential. It was obvious that he approached the meeting the way he would, and like he was trying to do a real estate deal that he needs to establish a personal rapport with the leader, and then he can see if there are areas of mutual cooperation to get along. And that alone, by the way, does not make him a traitor. It makes him actually very similar. George W. Bush and Barack Obama, who in the beginning of their presidencies sought a kind of reset and to feel out a relationship with Putin. The difference is that Trump, and we all have the benefit of seeing how that failed, has failed really since Putin came into power. Clinton, too, at the very end, tried to sort of, you know, set things on the right path with him. And every case, Putin said, I don't want to be your friend. And his, he's gotten worse and worse and worse. So now we have to accept that we're going to have to have a world where we're not going to get along. So it's like for the president to like act like none of that ever happened. Um, it just sets us back. And I, I hope it I feel like it gives you want Putin to be worried about line stepping. Does that make sense? Right. No, I, I understand. You want him to be like, oh, shit, if I do this, then Trump's going to go off on me. Or if I do this, then I'm going to have a war on my Easter, you know, that kind of thing. But like he, the, what I'm worried about is that Trump just kind of saying, "Hey, why don't we get along?" Now, on the, this is very important. I mean, I know that I know because I've interacted with some of the I am Rappaport listeners that you've got some people who listen to you who like Trump and some people who are real against Trump. And uh, even in the podcast, Gerald is a little bit more pro-Trump than you are. So I'm saying this to the people who are on the anti-Trump side: just be careful calling him a traitor or saying he's a Russian agent or that this was a performance review. Because this could have happened because Trump is such an egomaniac that he's doing it because everyone's telling him not to do it. That's just, in my view, as plausible. And if, I, if, if this really was a Russian intelligence operation, the last thing I would do was have it be the way that Trump's doing it. I wouldn't call attention to that. I would say the things – it's very easy to say something that sounds tough and then have a, have a, a, a policy that's going to let like Trump the Putin get away with it or something like that. And now we have the opposite in some ways, which is that – Trump has done a series of things like closing consulates, selling, you know, weaponry to the Ukrainians who are in a war with Russia right now that are on the substantive side, bad for Russia, but on the, you know, just how, how he speaks and how he appears in public, really good for Russia. So I would just be careful, like, before you sort of leap to the thing of calling him a Russian agent, because let me tell you something, the right wing will do that when there's a Democratic president, and that's not a good place for our politics. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree with. Well, I mean, I feel like all gloves are off, and I feel oh, like it's true. That's also true. And, and I also <laughs> feel like going forward, no matter who uh, is the Democratic, if and when there is another Democratic uh, uh, president, and obviously it'll happen at some point. I mean, this election, next election, um, you know, they're going to be going. I, I don't know, man. It, listen, this shit is so crazy, and and I honestly. Listen, Eli, I'm in Miami Beach. I made a, uh, a, a vouch to, to try to stay away from 
politics the entire week, and and I didn't know, I didn't realize that when I made this 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 promise that this was going to happen. All I wanted to do was spend a, a few days minding my business on the beach in my banana hammock. That's all I was looking forward to doing, and, and then this, <laughs> this 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 summit happened. So so what happens now? Like what happens when he gets back? Obviously, you're not a fortune teller. In in your opinion, like when he get back when he gets back to the United States, like when will like the the next thing happen or or will this stick around like like will there be any ramifications of this this meeting or will it just be a bunch of twitter comments you know fox news even i saw some people on fox news you know against what happened with trump and speaking out against trump is there any ramifications could there be any ramifications or is this just going to be another thing where people get upset and then we move on in a week i think it's going to be people get upset and move on until the midterm elections, and then I think it'll be a different political environment after that. Um, and what do you? I'm just saying, like I just, I just feel like you know, like you, you go, you've gone in for a year and a half at this point, um, and also, like this is bad, but it's not like he had some agreement where he recognized prime, the U.S. government was recognizing the Russia like now owned Crimea, which is the part of the Ukraine they annexed. Like that's not good. I'm so so so. It's just like. It's a really bad signal. I think what could very well happen is that Russia, I don't I'm not predicting the future, but my concern, what I've heard from analysts like Intel people, is that Russia starts a war in August. And then we have to ask ourselves, did, did Trump inadvertently, in some ways, give Putin the idea that he could, he could do that? So that's what I'm super worried about. On a, that's the, you know, but in terms of our own domestic politics, at this point, because you got to wait till the midterm to see what Republicans are going to end up doing and whether or not, and, and and there's a very good chance that Democrats will take control of the House, and at that point they can impeach. It's the Senate that would have to convict, so he could be impeached and then not be convicted, much like Clinton in like '98. Um, the other day, also, they were saying that uh, um, uh, Kim Jong Un. Uh, uh, he backed out of what he said and all that stuff. Where are we at with North Korea since the meeting? Because after the meeting with Kim Jong-un and Trump, it all looked like hunky-dory and Trump was the hero. And then it seems like there was something, some sort of distance that I'm unaware of. Where are we at today uh, since that meeting? It's, there's, there's a lot of bad stuff in terms of defining exactly what you mean by denuclearization. And as you know, I was 100% against it because I don't think we should confer any recognition at all to um, Kim Jong-un. We've talked about that. But until he starts testing missiles or testing or doing nuclear explosions or something like that, then, you know, the, sort of the, 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 the North Korea is kind of less of a crisis. Does that make sense? So he's keeping it in like, but it, I still think we pay too high a price, but you know, that'll kind of keep its wheels spinning for there for a while. There'll be a lot of negotiations and talks. Um, if you had to bet your house, bet your savings. Yeah. Based on everything you know and that you study and that you work upon and you do this shit. Like Eli Lake does this shit. For new listeners to the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, this isn't like my cousin. This isn't like, you know, my guy who likes to talk politics down at the basketball court. This is what you do. You you, you don't know everything, and you obviously you have opinions. Some, are, some people can uh, agree with them. Some people can't agree with them. The whole Mueller, uh, the investigation, based on everything you know, how do you think that will play out in broad terms? I mean, there were the last indictment from Mueller, and then the one that came out today is getting closer to implicating 
American citizens who who worked or, or collaborated with Russians. Now, what we don't know is whether they knowingly did anything. And so far, we have to find out whether this includes people who were in, close to Trump. Um, but it seems like we're going in that direction. And if that happens, then, as I said, a lot is going to depend on the election in November. If the Democrats control the House, they'll be in a position if they want to, to impeach. I mean, it's not a, that's not an unpopular view, I think, even though what we're hearing now from Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and Democratic leaders is that it would be a disaster to try to impeach Trump. And they may decide it would be a very bad precedent to do so, and that they'll weaken him to the point where they'll be able to win in 2020. But I do think that Mueller seems to be going there. What I don't think is that I, my sense of it, and again, I'm keeping an open mind to, to whatever he comes up with, but I don't think that Trump was like knowingly working with Russia against Hillary Clinton. And I don't think that Trump would really be capable of that level of uh, international skullduggery because he is so undisciplined. He says whatever is in his mind. He tweets whatever is in his head. Um, and I don't necessarily think that I do think that some of it's strategic, but I don't think he'd be capable of keeping that level of a secret. So that's just my hunch. And if, as again, if I was a Russian like spy master, the operation that I would run is I would want somebody who sounded very tough on Russia and then did what I wanted behind the scenes so that no one would suspect them. All right, Eli, this is good. It's uh, it's, it's it's bare bones, basic. Is there anything else you want to add to this this uh, Russia summit? I would, just, I would I would just say at some point in the future, I would love to have another conversation with Moody, see where he's at on the whole Trump thing. Oh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll set that up listener. ASAP. I'm a close listener. Uh, you, you know, I mean, you I heard it last time. He said he yeah. supports. He said he supports uh, Donald Trump. He he said it in plain terms. It didn't go over good. Uh, uh, and and uh, I mean that's fine. People are allowed to support it. They want to support. I think the thing uh, why people got so frustrated with Moody is that uh, he was talking all that shit, and then he's flipped the script, and and it comes off sort of a little bit uh, uninformed and. Um, Without any compassion, you can you know you could support. I mean, a, a lot of people. The the trend isn't to go from I can't stand Trump to I fuck with Trump now. A lot of people fucked with Trump and then be like I can't do this anymore. Uh, whereas Moody was the sort of outlier in, in that. Is outlier the right word there? Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Most people started fucking with him and then walked away. Yeah, most people have been like, this is too fucking well, the much. The sense I have from just listening to the podcast is that he likes. Trump on immigration. He thinks the culture is getting too politically correct, and he likes that Trump sort of tells it like it is. And um, but I, I wonder if like he's down with all of it. You know what I mean? I don't think he knows. But but we'll we'll pick that yeah. up uh, uh, in the next podcast. But I, I'm curious. I'm curious. Anyway, keep going. Enjoy Miami. It's one of my favorite places. Uh, I appreciate it, Eli, and and I'll be talking to you soon. Uh, that's Eli Lake, the official, unofficial international political correspondent of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. As always, the information is fantastic. Uh, and you can find Eli at Eli Lake on Twitter, right? And on yeah, Blo- that's right. Bloomberg News, right? Bloomberg View. Um, all right, Eli, I appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, man. Bye-bye. Okay. All right, Eli Lake. Appreciate the insight always. Uh, yeah. Next time we have to have Moody answer your questions. Uh, Eli, yep. as you heard, he's got some questions for you, Moody. Yeah, I'm with it. Um, 
What else is going on, Moody? You got anything else? Because I'm getting ready to shut it down. I'm in Miami. I got to go out. I want to hear some EDM tonight. Yeah, yeah. Go go out, man, and, and, and chill, man. You can shut it down. I ain't got shit else. You on vacation? Have to make it short. Have yeah, a good time. I, 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 listen, it's the first time I've actually been on an actual vacation in yeah. a long time. I've did a little getaways, but I'm talking about an actual where, like, officially... I'm officially on vacation. Okay, but yeah. the but the podcasting don't stop. The partying, the partying don't stop, and the podcasting never stops. That's true. And uh, enjoy, drink one for me, hang out, chill with your ladies, all good. All right, I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Miles Jordan, take us out of here with a smacker. Take us out of here with some funk. Done. Yeah.